Off the leash is off and running week 15 in the books for the Cleveland Browns. Mark Schwab, Leah Doherty, Ashley Holder with you for the big show. Hello. The big program. <laughs> True false question of the week, uh, week, ladies. We start there every time. Will, not should, will Kevin Stefanski win coach of the year? Well, I would like to say I called this back in the preseason. I believe it was before Ashley started with us, but we did. I think Ashley's mic is off, potentially. I figure that. Hi. <laughs> he's already. It's just like, I don't understand. What week are we in? He's like, we are, we are. He's like it's a Monday. I just don't want to hear from Ashley today. Oh I'm my just going to turn dude. her all the way down. Um, but our intern, our do you remember our intern Steve? He did um, intern Steve. He did yes, a whole he did a poll. preseason poll, and I had said preseason like coach of the year. I think is going to be Kevin Stefanski. So right now I'm missing. That was your question. If he's yeah, going to be coach said, of the year, sure, you got to stick with it at this point. <laughs> You've come this far. So, obviously, I could not foresee all of the injuries and all the just horrible things that were going to happen to this Doesn't matter. team. Own that. But that, Live in it. well, yeah, but that now backs up yes. my thought process I had in the preseason of how much he's been able to do with truly so little. And so many times when people have counted out this team with all of the injuries, like we talk about every single week when Nick Chubb went down, everyone was like, man, the season's basically over week two. Let's just go ahead and call it. So what he's been able to do with everything that's been thrown at them, and they're still finding ways to win Dane games. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the fact that they have all these a ridiculous amount of injuries and they're still winning says a lot. But I know that sounds weird. This might be an unpopular decision. I feel like it goes down to the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator because total group, those are yeah. the guys that don't really get as much of the like shine Credit as that they yeah, should. It's Stefanski gets in. Man, Schwartz been in this game. Like, you know what I mean? Stefanski is young still. We remember that. It's, Still has a lot of experience, right. of course, but I'm just saying, um, I it definitely is a whole, a whole collective for all of them. I, I'll tell you that for sure because I think Schwartz, no matter what, out of everything, has so much pressure on him because that defense has to show up every day. And then how many people when they put the the graphic up of how many defensive players were out on that defense and boom, still making it happen. So do you think he wins it? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I th I think if they if they were to win out or or even just win two more games, ten wins. I, at yeah, least. I think that he should. I think he wins it because what other what other team has a better coach has like, a better story? What other really coach right has now? done more? That's with overcome. Less. Yeah, exactly. That would make right. you say like. Mm. So I think he should. I think he should if all things continue. But I don't think He's he will. Like I just forty niners if they win out. <clears throat> I, just, I mean, maybe. I just think it's where that Cleveland afterwards. I feel like Cleveland is going to be feel screwed. I think it's either going to go like D'Amico Ryan's at Houston, who's done a great job. Nobody thought they'd be any That's good. A good point. I didn't. I think somebody might give it to Campbell with Detroit. I think no. you could make a case for Bowles with the Bucks. I'm not saying these people right. should win it over Stefanski. Right. I just don't feel like. He will because, I don't know, maybe I'm just waiting for the bad things because I've been in this town too long. So what's your call? Who do you think it would go to if you were to make a guess? Uh, Houston, to make Orion's. Or they go name brand and just give it to Shanahan in San Francisco because they love him. Or McDaniel in Miami because they love him. But I think Kevin Stefanski has the best case for it. I think Zach Taylor is starting to make a case, but he, he will never win it because <laughs> Stefanski's put done without a quarterback longer and had, has had more injuries than Zach Taylor. Um, so I, I think Stefanski should get it over anyone. I just don't. I, I'll be surprised if he does. Is there a scenario in which he gets it and then doesn't get extended? No. 
No, they li- I, the Haslam's like, liked him before crazy. the year. Mm-hmm. So obviously through these waters, and they, they're going to love this, and he'll get an extension. So yeah. no, they, they, I don't think that happens. Um, we, we heard from Kevin. We had a Zoom call on, on, on Monday, and I, I want to start there because, I mean, it was obviously a, a very crazy game against the Bears, and we'll get into that. <laughs> I do think for a guy that doesn't show emotion or comment often, on a lot or comment on a lot he always gives these most vanilla generic answers <laughs> and then he got asked about miles garrett and we're just going to let this rip for about a minute because i thought this was pretty good i think you did too the way miles is playing uh, is, is unbelievable i mean if i can I'll, I'll get on the soapbox here for a second but he's the best player on the best defense in the league right now and Go put the tape on, watch play number four, and watch how he – it's a gain of three, but watch how they try to block him. He won't be denied, gets the guy on the ground. And I think what happens with with our game, we get so wrapped up in sacks. He makes a play on a crack toss late in the game for that loses six yards. Uh, and if it's a sack, it, it you know people think it's, it adds to the statistics or whatever. He, he's dominant uh, as a defensive player. So it, it, he's the defensive player of the year. I don't think it's close. Um, and, and he's going to finish strong for this football team. But to get so wrapped up as we do as a uh, football society when it comes to sacks, I mean, just talk about the guy that, that affects the game, that pressures the quarterback, that plays the run, that, that plays with unbelievable effort. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know that there's anybody in the same, uh, same uh, realm as him. If you look at the stat sheet, it says two tackles, one assist, no sacks. And Kevin Stefanski essentially saying, shove your stat sheet. Because there's so many, like, intangibles that that don't show up on <laughs> totally. a stat sheet. And what I thought he might have gotten his soapbox on was the amount of calls that he, Miles Garrett, did not get um, on Sunday. I saw, like, montages on Twitter Dude. of all, Him like, the held. face masks, yeah. all the holding He's calls. like a fair cat. When, when he had literally had been talking last week about not getting any calls. Yeah, well, defenses are literally going into their game plan trying to stop Miles. Their like, offenses? Like, you can't. Or, yeah, or sorry, yeah. their offense. My bad. Uh, saying it backwards. Um, yeah, they're going into their game plan trying to avoid Miles or how to stop Miles. And that should tell you right now why he should be a defensive player of the year. But it sucks, yeah, because people do look a lot at stats and and things like that. And, and what, that he hasn't reported yeah, a sack in Yeah, and that's, what, like four games and that's what they were yeah. talking about on the fifth quarter. You know, um, Eric and Josh were like, you know, this could end up hurting him because they're triple-teaming him and they're double-teaming him and things like that. And he's still producing, but it's not what he's doing before because again everyone's just focused on miles yeah. so and when you have the number one defense in the league and everybody is prepping for one guy that should show you if that's the top player on i mean the guy to be the number jumped one like defense. eight inches in the air <laughs> freaking flat foot he does stuff like uh you you guys won't remember i'm sure you know the name bruce smith mm-hmm. one of the most do- dominant defensive ends to ever play and i remember a game the bills are playing indianapolis and the colts triple-teamed Bruce Smith, the center, guard, and tackle. From center all the way to the left of the line, they just went after <laughs> 78. 
That's all they're going to do. They weren't yeah. going to, and that's kind of what there are plays. He's got to deal with stuff like that, and that's where it's like, geez, oh man, imagine, imagine those offensive meetings. Like, here's what we're going to do. Right. We're going to take sixty percent of our offensive line and throw it at that guy. It's not on every play, but stop ninety-five. Yeah. Just, that's exactly what it is. I just like picture them in meeting rooms, and they walk up and just like slap a photo of Miles Garrett up on the wall, and they're yeah. like, "This is the game plan. Stop him." That's the game that's plan. The guy. Which is opening. Which you hope is opens up, you know, ch- more opportunities for guys like Zadarius Smith totally. and Dalvin Tomlinson and uh, Maurice Hurst and things like that. Like, I mean, if you want to focus on Miles, then cool. But don't forget that whole D line is crazy, right? So let them do what they want to do. It's been working so far. So mm-hmm. what a show they, uh, they, 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 they the, the score is obviously not indicative of how well the defense played. The pick six, another interception back to the one yard line. They basically gave up like three points. Well, yeah, exactly. Technically, they gave they gave up three points because the other two touchdowns came from turnovers. So, yeah. uh, I know it, stats don't always matter. That's fine. I'm going to look at David Njoku's 14 targets, 10 catches, 104 yards. How many times early in the season on this show were we talking about when is the Njoku breakout coming? And so much. Th- and that wasn't. I mean, he's. I don't want to say that's his breakout game because he's had other some big games along the way, but that's his biggest game. Well, and he now has what five receiving touchdowns as a career best for him. He and Amari Cooper both had over a hundred receiving yards on yep. Sunday. We haven't seen that this season. Like, had had multiple guys step up that they could go to. I'm not sure. Be, I'd be interested to go back and look at their other games. Have they ever had two guys that had over rece- 100 receiving I mean, yards in a game? At some point they have. Yeah. They've been around a long time, but I don't no, know. No, this, this season oh, this is season. what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't know if I we've had it, two but... different guys this mm-hmm. season that have had over 100 receiving yards in a game. And so, and I know, like, there was big chunk plays from Amari Cooper, right? Like, that touchdown was, like, 51 yards. Right. So, like, that's literally half of his, yeah, his yeah. stats right, right, right there. Right, but right, right. To have, Still did it. To have guys like that 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 have stepped up, especially when there is a non-existent run game and a non-existent O-line, I mean, that was huge. That was the game. Yeah. And I think you can't rem- like forget that Najoku can catch the ball and then still get like five, six yards on the ground. He's right. just going to stiff arm you, just shove everybody. your butt, yeah. and just keep on going. But one person that I was excited to see, even though it was his one catch, 57 yards, is Marquise Goodwin. I think we're not utilizing him enough, and I would love to see Flacco go a little bit more at Goodwin. Granted, I know he was hurt a little Gone bit with the concussion, right? But even before that, non-existent, quiet. I would love to see him get in the mix a little bit more because I think that he he can he could as well on here how they all have over 100. He could probably put up like again, one catch was 57, right? Mm-hmm. He very well could go to 100 as well. That's so. his game. I mean, he could hit 2 for 105. Yeah, and go and he's fast. Yeah. He's fast. He's a track star, man. I mean, so get, let him get off. Get that all, get that catch to him. I mean, that throw to him. Let him catch it, and boom, take off. The man was born in Lubbock, Texas. You already know. Oh, I'm, geez, I'm high. I'm high up on this guy, <laughs> and I'm waiting for him to have those games. He's got it in him. I, I hope he. And obviously, Cedric Tillman. They they want this guy to have the ball. So, I, mean, yeah. I, I feel like he was targeted 67 times. Right, so that's funny what you brought that up because that's where I was going next, and I felt like I should just direct this question to this side of the table because Leah is not the one who is a Tennessee volunteer. <laughs> Is Cedric Tillman a thing, or is he just the guy that happens to be left over and they're throwing to him? Is I think real, he might be a thing. Is that a real question? Mute Ashley. You're gonna is get her. You're question? gonna make her mad. <laughs> this guy, where'd you go to school? Where'd you go to school? I went to the Ohio Center for Broadcasting. Okay. <laughs> of course, he's a real thing. I mean, of course. Why do you think they're throwing? They target the guy. What? Freaking eight, eight times. Eight times. Eight targets. Yeah. Here's his, his last three games: eight targets, four targets, six targets. That's eighteen. It's 
18, that's averaging six targets a game. They don't ever want to mess out with a ball again? We did not see this out of DPJ. Uh, I know David Bell hit the one big one, but generally he's been kind of a nothing burger. Good one we just talked about. Hurt, but he doesn't get this type of attention. They are, I don't want to say... I like that they're spreading it around, though. Yeah. Oh, no, they're for sure they're going after him. But I did think at at one point I was kind of like, ooh, okay, let's... Let's go somewhere else. You know, let's not keep going to Cedric the entire time, right? But I like that Flacco's able to spread the ball around. And, like, just imagine once they're able to get that run game going a little bit more. But also we know that the weather was crap that day. Everybody was slipping. It wasn't, like, a sexy game as far as on the ground. And you had no so, line, so Exactly, yeah. So it's like everything is not going to be 100%. But when you can put all those phases together, shh completions to nine different receivers so in three games he's completed i think to nine to eight and now nine again targeted 10 harrison brand didn't get his one there there goes back to the spreading the ball around and 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 boy they, they've been good sometimes you see the ball gets when you get to see it's not all 22 but the the, the replay report i think the good one play you see him break free and you're like oh yeah you know, if it's DTR in there, that's not happening. If that's mm-hmm. Walker, that's not happening. Flacco will crush that throw. Mm-hmm. That's a bomb and a big hitter. He did have three picks. Um, the first one, I can't remember the receiver. It might have been Tillman. It looked like there was some miscommunication. He threw it to a spot. The receiver kept going. It was right at the DB. Second one, he threw it into a crowd. It was hit receiver tipped and intercepted. The third one, down by the goal, I just thought that was a hell of a play. I think it was Tyreek Stevenson. Yeah, was that, no, that, that was a nice, that the, was just, that was going to Njoku yes, on that one. Yeah. It was just a nice play. And even the analyst That's said, a, yeah. he got him. Because yeah. Njoku was wide open, yeah. and all of a sudden, this dude. That was dude, a nice play. Bam! Yeah. Well, to me, it looked like and it was a little. sometimes you got to just say that. Yeah. It looked like it was uh, underthrown, right? I mean, that, that there wasn't just enough gas to get to I, Njoku there. I That's don't what think I so. Thought. I, really? I thought it was a good It was right. I thought, like, it was, like you said, I thought it was just a Njoku good play. Because Njoku was a little, he was, like, behind it. It wasn't right where Njoku he was. He wasn't really behind it. I mean, if anything as well, it was, like, a little shorter, necessarily. Not yeah. a bunch. But I, I, but I think you also <laughs> have to credit people that it's not always, like, Flacco or whoever a quarterback doing a bad play. No, like, it's it's other people are just making they're just making plays. Right and I think, in front of and I think that yep. that's what it was. They just he just made a good play. Like his head was on a swivel and, and he saw where it was going. Uh I wanted to talk about the run game. It will probably be a brief conversation because there's not much to discuss. There wasn't, yeah. Eight carries, twenty yards for Ford, seven for eight for Run Hunt. game wasn't good on either side two for necessarily. Two. No, no. But uh, Jerome Ford it was on the Monday Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. Ford talked about the run game and essentially like what what was going on. Let's hear from number thirty four. You know, I guess they have a little effect, but um, you know, we don't. I guess you could say that you know the run game. You know, it isn't. I guess up where it could be. Um, got new guys coming in, filling in, and they're doing a good job. Uh, I just feel like yeah, the run game might not be perfect, but. You know, we're still able to win games, and I feel like the, the best stat at the end of a game is a W. So, you know, whether the run game is good or not, as long as we get the W, I feel like we'll go with that. I wouldn't say that the offensive line injuries only affected the run game a little. I mean, I think it's a it's a big difference. It's, Obviously, you have the weather and other yeah. stuff going on. That wasn't the only factor yesterday, but only having one starting offensive lineman hey, that thing. you went into the season with, only one, and what Stefanski said today that uh, Batonio and most of the guys that got injured yesterday are day-to-day, correct? Joins so the rest of us. We don't have like a... yeah. <laughs> We don't have like a definitive. It looks bad. He could be out for however long, or it was like a back injury. But we're not sure exactly. Right. Um, but the, when you only have one 
And you just have Wyatt Teller out there fighting for his life, you know, amongst everybody else. I think that makes I think that makes a difference. That certainly does, especially I mean, their guards are road graders, right? And those guys are such a big part of the run game. I don't know if that's everything, but that's certainly at some point you can you can say, okay, you're you're down a bunch of linemen. I, I can kind of see how that goes. Um, this game with the Hail Mary. You know, we're all sitting here talking. Yeah, they won. Great Mo- game. Mo- and Mooney's got to feel Dude, like that. That, I, that if Mooney still catches the ball, sent, he should he should have caught that ball. Which and that's simple. He should have caught it. Maybe the tides are turning here because that would be a Cleveland way to lose, would it not? I mean, oh, totally. just from what you've seen. So like, maybe yes. the luck? I don't know, man. I've seen it on the Hail Mary, and like you'd be like, "There's no way that that happens." I remember when covering the Bills in Arizona when they played the Cardinals, and freaking freaking Hopkins went over uh, uh, Micah Hyde and um, what was the other guy? Uh, I can't think of the other guy. Of, yeah, I can't think of his name right now. Um, but went literally, they're all three up in the air, and somehow Hopkins still catches it and That's, comes down with it. I mean, the guys those talked things, about that play yesterday they, too in the locker yeah, they, room. Like it literally just makes no sense when something like that happens you know what i mean like it's just i literally thought that that could happen and he was in good position to do it but when that ball bounced up off of him i was like ooh, thank goodness david njoku offered a quote we i guess we could play here because the fcc has no power here on the internet but we're not going to because it's a family show <laughs> uh that's the quote you've seen thrown so around funny. a lot yep i but, mean all the guys we went around the locker room and asked all the guys what they thought in that moment and they and and amari cooper described it he was like well like normally he was like i couldn't really you couldn't tell when you were looking you couldn't see what exactly was happening because it's just everybody's going all up at once right so he said you normally listen to the crowd to hear the crowd's reaction but he was like at first the crowd's reaction didn't sound good uh, but then they started cheering so we're like i think something good happened like i think and then they were like oh my gosh like our guy he ended up coming up with it d anthony bell ended up coming up with it but he was like we listened to the crowd and the crowd didn't sound good at the very beginning (laughs) um and excuse me jok talked on monday about it was he he was not in on the final hail mary but he was in on the uh first half one so he got asked yeah it was on sunday i think he got asked about just in general defending the hail mary always here knock it down knock it down but sometimes there's a little more to it than that so let's hear from jok I wasn't on the field the last one, but the first one, you know, I think that, see, nerve-wracking is, maybe that's a, a bad term for us. I think as players, we've been in these situations so much, whether it's college, high school, um, you know, of course, it's, it's, it's more on the line now that, you know, we um, have established ourselves in a position to make the playoffs, not only make the playoffs, but uh, really to win those games. You know, I think that um, each and every snap, um, is something that we take uh, not for granted. So we want to make sure that, you know, each and every step is, is taken with that type sense of authority to say, okay, this this may be the play. This may be the one. Uh, but especially the Hail Marys, you know, when, when the ball up in the air for so long and everybody's staring at it, uh, you want to make sure that you can find the right right spot. Um, you know, and, and that first one, you know, you kind of like watch the ball go up. And for me, I'm like, I'm not even about to jump. Like, <laughs> even though I, I do believe that I could probably – you know, get get up above, you know, half of those guys over there. But, you know, it's fine. I just stayed on the ground and was waiting for the ball to tip because usually that's what happens. Um, and as you saw in the last one, the ball tipped again. You know, on, on about 90% of those those plays, the ball tips somewhere. So, um, so yeah, that, that's definitely uh, not necessarily nerve-wracking, but it, it, it's more of just wanting to execute, wanting to uh, make sure the ball's on the ground or make sure that you uh, gain possession of that ball. Um, 
but yeah, I guess that's a better way to answer it. So after after making the play in the first one, how was it that you were not on the field for the last one? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It was interesting though, because uh, after the game, DeAnthony Bell was was talking about the moment the the final Hail, Hail Mary, and he was like, "Those plays just feel so long. It just feels like you're waiting forever for that ball to come. You're just sitting and yeah. watching and watching and like slow motion. Yeah, and while you're not maybe like JOK said, like you're not necessarily like nervous, right? You've been in those situations before, but it's just <clears> like there's just so much anticipation. You're just like, okay, like hurry up, let's have the ball get over here, because everyone knows what's happening, and you're all just huddled down there waiting. It's time. Yeah, go. I want to say this, uh, and I'll say his whole name, <laughs> Jeremiah Wusukomo, man. He is an unsung hero of that defense. People don't pay attention to him enough. Miles Garrett gets a lot of, you know, um, attention and the D-line and stuff like that, but he is arguably probably one of the best linebackers in the NFL right now. He's having an amazing year. He was behind Grant Delpit uh, second in tackles. He's obviously probably going to be leading this team with Grant on IR. Uh, his ability to rush the passer, the way he got after Justin Fields, he's flying all over the uh, the field. I mean, JOK, man, he's such a good defender. And uh, I don't think he gets enough praise for the play he gets, and that team has to extend him. He's phenomenal. He's done well this year. And, um, I mean, I can only – it's only going to get better for him. He is, he's a, he is a tough, tough linebacker, and he does not get the praise he deserves. He really doesn't. He's having a big year. He's, he's having a great to, year. I think he's starting to the last few weeks. People are talking about him a little bit. You're right, generally. Yeah, a little bit, but it's hard when you got all these people on the defense that, you know, you still get left in there. Like, right. I mean, Jer- JOK, we just talked to him for the first time the other week. It was during the week. It was yeah, uh, Last week Wednesday was the first time outside yeah. of that, that, since I've been here at least, that they've had him come up to a podium like that. So, I mean, got to give credit where it's due. He's he's having an amazing year. Right, amazing, so, amazing year. Uh, we'll wrap this up here with this. The Browns are 9-5 and five at Houston, home to the Jets, at the Bengals. They have a real shot to win 12 games. I'm not saying totally. they will, but they have a real shot to do it. Yeah, I mean, that... I, even the division is still kind of weird for me because you still have Baltimore that is going to the uh, 49ers. Niners. Then they're going to be, I know they have Steelers. And then who is that middle game they have in the middle? Um, I will look. Because it is a, it's, I wasn't sure. Miami. Yeah, Miami. So they They have have 49ers, Miami, and um and then and then with the Steelers, right? So I mean I just it's it's like crazy because I was sitting here today trying to put all these different types of things together of where they might go. Okay, maybe it could be Jacksonville, but Jack Jacksonville doesn't have just an easy stretch for the rest of the season. Then you still have so many uh South players that have to play each other and whatnot, and now they're all the same between the Texans and all that. I'm like, man, it's just crazy. But it made me excited for the Browns because I've I was feeling like, oh shoot, like they they could go to wild card and they could win this wild card. Totally. Like I I wasn't feeling like that before, but now I'm like, nah, these teams that who they're gonna play in the wild card is someone that they've seen yeah. and that they can beat. They can play with on the guys. road or not. I, I just I was actually really getting excited about it today. I was like, dang, like this is 
you imagine? No, I'm excited about it. You I imagine really a playoff game in Baltimore with Joe Flacco under well, center for the Well, that's what we were Browns. talking about. That would be amazing. That, that would that, be wild. That's what I would love to see. I mean, just the optics of that, of him going back and, you know, oh, my God, what if he led him to a victory? Oh, my it, God. Uh, it gives fire to the argument that the NFL is scripted. I'll tell you right now, that, yeah, for real. And if the, and if okay. that does happen, I don't care, dude. You, you got to give some of Deshaun Watson, got to give that money to Flacco, at least some of it. Cause I, I just it wouldn't make no sense to me. Like now, now we have another question of what the heck is going on at quarterback for real. When for you real. can just tell, I mean, the guys were talking about it yesterday after the game. You can just see such a difference when you have a veteran quarterback out there because yeah. everyone's saying Joe Flacco threw three interceptions. I can't believe they came back and found a way to win. And how do you respond from something like that? And Amari Cooper was like, I mean, I haven't obviously played with him before, but he was like, he's a vet. I'm sure he's had games where he's thrown three picks before. Yeah, like that happens. But yeah. the way that he's able and Flacco yesterday was like believe me like you want to crawl in a hole and not see anybody and it sounds awful but like you you don't have a choice like you have to respond you have to step up in those moments and I think so many times when we've seen adversity come towards the Browns or specifically towards their quarterbacks like they haven't been able to respond in in big ways like that and that's what a veteran quarterback does for you exactly Period. yeah you right. don't you don't see him going crazy and like no. getting down like it, all right as soon as he threw the picks he sat on that bench and was like and just sat there and waited until he came back up there. And even though the atmosphere, because it was it was weird. I was talking to people in the press box yesterday. You would have thought when they were down 17-7, 17-10, like you would have thought they were getting blown out. I mean, there was no energy None. in that place at all. Until, there was people um, who were leaving too. Until Amari Cooper's touchdown. And then they yeah. were, they, like, it was like you, they were still in this game the whole time, but it didn't feel that but way. But you know what makes me a little nervous about that is when they go up against, you know, uh, again, a, a more competitive team too. Right. You can't have these certain mistakes like those three picks could kill you against the Ravens. Right. So you got to hope that those type of things necessarily don't happen. You're going to have that game. Have it against the Bears. Exactly. You want to have it against a team like that. And shout out to our guy, uh, Dustin Hopkins, for making once again another 34 yarder field goal. uh, That's our guy. That's our best. How about the bromance with the putter? I love that. I love that. Yeah. Corey was like, he was like, I mean, I just hold the ball for him. That's it. And we were getting ready to go interview Dustin. And he was like, I'm not the guy you guys want to talk to. He was like, Corey had an yeah. incredible performance today and like <laughs> brought him in and they're just the cutest. Yeah, like, so we are just, team Dustin Hopkins over here all for the sure. Way. They're just, am- yeah. yeah, they're final, just amazing. Final question, because the last few weeks I've gotten into trouble for this. Can I play the music? Um, I, I mean, don't know, funny because you know, what do you why, think? Me and you were sitting here talking and he, <gasps> and he, was, he was ready to hit it. He no was ready to hit it. You were allowed but to it's do okay, that. Because all the viewers don't tune in for Mark. They tune in for Ashley Nobody's and Leah, here to look And at that's me. cool. Absolutely not. That's why we don't have the camera on you very much. The same. <laughs> Ladies, this is a hoot. Browns jump to Christmas nine and game. Five. Yes. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Bye.